This is Peter, and you're listening to the Night Party Podcast. I hope you enjoy it, because I don't. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Night Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. I'm a little excited, man. Um, This is a first for us. In fact, this is a first for the whole horror movie community. I'm about to review a movie it is available download on Amazon for $2 but this is definitely a watch twice so I would recommend paying the extra two to own it and like I said I'm the first ever to review this movie via podcast form it has a couple of reviews on IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes and all that good stuff but uh, yeah so Recently, and that's thanks to you guys, um, I'm actually getting a lot of attention on Twitter from the uh, horror movie community, horror movie family, if you will. Um, Like within the past week, I've been following seven more and listening to their podcasts, and I've gotten at least that much. No, actually, probably a little bit less. You know, sometimes. People are just looking for follows. They'll follow you and then unfollow or, or they'll, they'll subscribe to your podcast to give you numbers for a week and then just, you know, delete. But whatever. I don't care. You know what? Attention's attention. We're getting our name out there. Speaking of our name, uh, remember, if you want to join the party officially and be four episodes ahead, plus I just found some old Slimerick radios from about 2018. 2017, I'm going to start airing those on the Patreon. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash knifepartypod. And for only $1, you can join. Um, And I'm going to put up probably the Slime Rex on the $5 tier just because they kind of need to be behind a paywall. In the last five years, a lot has changed. Now, I'm not saying we went out and insulted a lot of people. I'm just saying that, you know... I would feel safer with that little safety net. Anyway, uh, today we're talking caviar. Um, this is a very interesting movie. Uh, like I said, I'm the first one to review it according to the director, right? So uh, he reached out to me yesterday around like 12 midnight. And I don't know, for our Patreon members, I know you've already heard the Star Wars Return of the Jedi uh, episode where I talk about my current employment situation. Uh, By the way, I'm in a very better place right now. Um, You know, water finds its own level and I will find mine. Um, But yeah, anyway, um, this, uh, this gentleman, his name is Jacob King. He's the writer and director of this movie. 
And uh, he contacted me saying, you know what, I, I like uh, your view on movies. He hadn't heard the podcast, but he's seen the tweets. I, I, I think by now he's probably heard them. And uh, I said, you know what, cool. And I would love to see this movie. You know, it's I like cult movies, underground movies. You know, it, not everything can be a Kruger, a Mikey, or a uh, or uh, you know a Jason. It, you you gotta mix shit up. And I think we do a very good job on the show about that, where a lot of people kind of just review the same over and over again. And um, sometimes, just as we've done, Butt Boy or I know everyone and their mother did Cocaine Bear, but I mean, like, we've even done, like, Killer Tomatoes and Bodo and movies no one's ever seen. Well, I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie. I mean, it's brand new. It, it came out this year or or late last year, I believe. And uh, it is very, very interesting. And I'm not going to pander. I'm going to give you my legit review of this movie. There will be spoilers. So when that starts to happen... If you want to enjoy this, and I do recommend you do, because this is a very unique movie. I've only seen two other movies that even come close to this. Um, and uh, what I mean by close to it, the way it's filmed um, and kind of the message. By, picture this. Caviar is if Freak had sex with Zeitgeist. That's the only way I could describe this movie. Um, it is definitely an own, or if you're going to rent it, you better watch it a few times because you cannot watch this movie with friends. It is not that kind of movie. The way I watched it is the proper way to watch it. And I do recommend you do this. Plug your viewing device. I always use a PS5 and it has a controller out where I could use to, you know, do recordings with other people that are on PSN or whatnot. And, uh, Plug your headphones in there. Make sure all the lights are off. Make sure there's no one else in the room with you and just sit and just shut up and watch the movie. Now, I, of course, have to take notes, vigorous notes. So I had to pause it a lot. Uh, that being said, I think I got a very, very good idea of this movie. I was able to understand it. Um, I was able to dissect it. Um, and there's a couple of things that I have some recommendations about, but the movie's already done. So that doesn't really matter. But there was a couple of things I thought was going to happen and they didn't, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so uh, we're going to get started in just a second. Uh, do remember that we are sponsored by Pod is Killing Me. Uh, Pod is Killing Me is a great, great typo negative and uh, late night, actually late 80s, early 2000s podcast about music. And it kind of centers around typo negative, but that doesn't mean that you have to like typo negative to enjoy this podcast. It is fantastic. We're also brought to you by Caps and Cork. Remember, Caps and Cork is the number one spot if you're in the Vallejo Napa uh, Bay Area for micro brews and wines and other beers that you've never even seen before. Remember, buy nine, get the tenth for one penny. And uh, yeah, here we go. Um, I think I should start with this trailer. This movie's all over the place. I think I did a good job dissecting it, but the trailer is really what got me to watch this. And here's why. I was talking to him last night, you know, and we're shooting the shit back and forth. And I just thought at first, hey, this would be a great opportunity for the podcast. You know, we're the first ones to do it. That's amazing. This is a, this is an exclusive at this point. And, uh, but then I saw the trailer and I laid in bed. It was around 
1.30. And I was like, I got to see the trailer again. And then I got up, I watched it again, and I go, you know what? It's late at night. Everyone's asleep. Um, I have like a half a wine, a half a bottle of wine buzz on. Let's fuck this pig. So I went ahead, went on Amazon, purchased the movie, plugged in my headphones. I had like, you know, just my black lights and, and, and little lamp on and it, and you know, it was nice and dim and I sat in my throne and I just sat there and watched this movie and boy, uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. Uh, my dad's kind of a, my dad is a nut bar, but everything he talks about Q as he calls it or Q and on, if you're into that whatsoever, even if you think it's hilarious or even if you think it's real as if you just know of it, this is a must-see movie. If you ever seen Zeitgeist, this is a must-see movie. It just is. Even if you don't like it, even if it's not your speed, at least you could say, dude, I saw it and it was very interesting. Because it's kind of one of those movies like Butt Boy where I saw it and I'm like, I'm not sure about this movie. And then you watch it again and you're like, okay, I get it. It's not a Predator, Robocop, or Terminator, but it's got its place in cinema. So let's go ahead and we are going to start with the trailer. And I think if I press this button. I need you to listen to me. I'm just trying to show you that things are not what they seem. Everything that I've been believing in has been called into question. Something terrible and horrible is about to happen. Take that camera, hit record, stand up, walk to the window, point it to the sky. anyone especially right now there's so much misinformation you know yesterday my brother jeremiah died you're filming yeah i'm filming a documentary on jeremiah once and for all jeremiah was not murdered let me tell you something but yes i will and i have before and i know he was talking to some intelligence people if you find anything of interest at all please let me know this is how propaganda works, folks. Mind war. Psyops. We're both dead if you don't listen to me. What we're really seeing here is the dawn of a post-human era. Dad! Dad! Dad, are you okay? So yeah, um, that wasn't your player messing up. That's just the uh, preview. Go look it up right now. And uh, it doesn't seem like it explains a lot, but it really does. It it uh, When you see the movie, that trailer makes sense. But at first you're like, what the hell is this? Some found footage film? Anyway, let's get into it, right? So we start off with, to our new friend, welcome. Uh, you know... This is your souvenir. We have four days to launch, right? So then we see this girl on a uh, bed and she's vlogging, you know, um, pretty attractive woman, blonde hair, and she's got a belly bump. I noticed that right away. This is going to be foreshadowing, people. All right. So she's upset, right? And um, anyway, uh, her name is, and I'm going to fuck this up so much, and 
Antigonae? Anti... Antigona? I'm just going to call her Anna, okay? Um, Anyway, she's the sister of Jeremiah, who died yesterday. And, uh, you know, she's telling the camera this, you know. And uh, he kind of looks like Tom Segura, the comedian. I just kept thinking, at times I couldn't take him seriously, um, at least at first until I got to know the character. Because I'm like, hey, Tom, tell me a joke, you know, kind of thing. Let me pipe myself down a little bit. So um, we cut to some some old footage. Uh, She's making a documentary about her brother, right? And... It cuts to Jeremiah's birthday, and we see um, cell phone like vertical footage, which is actually very clever because if you see like creep or you know, it's shot, even though it's shot with a cam, it's shot normally. But a lot of people, world star, you'll see those those uh, videos, and they're always vertical. So I did like that touch because it made it kind of more realistic. It kind of made it more gritty, if you will. Um, I believe a lot of this is actually shot on a cell phone. I could be wrong, uh, but I mean, cell phones nowadays, shoot, you could put the black and white scale on and shoot a noir film and it would look like it came from like the Twilight Zone era. Anyway, so it's his birthday, right? And they're they're cutting up the cake and he makes his wish and he goes, oh, you know, uh, I, I wish for world peace. And then, you know, Anna goes, you can't say what you're wishing for. What the? the hell dude and he goes okay another year of trying to change the world right and uh we noticed the dad is a little off at least i did right away we're gonna find out more about him later so then we get like another thing it says three days till launch and you're like whoa that's quick now in between each day we get a real political figure talking about the state of the world it's very zeitgeist-esque where it goes everywhere from Clinton, uh, Hillary, that is, you know, the evil one. <laughs> and we get Bush and every. And by the way, this Bush, uh, this movie makes Bush look like a saint compared to everyone else that's talking. Um, really, like you, we, you think we're in bad shape now? I would kill for a Bush right now compared to what we had. And at the time, I hated him. I despised him. And now I'm like, please, bring him back. It'd be better than everything else. Just any, the devil I know is better than the, well, actually, anyway, yeah. Uh, So it's kind of got a political thing going to it. But there's a reason why. This movie really doesn't push an agenda on you. It's kind of like, like I said, if QAnon was real and... Everything they talk about on the on 4chan and 8chan actually is 100% legit and this is happening and you get to see it through Anna's eyes, right? So, um, three days till launch, right? We see misinformation is a plague, right? So, we learned that his car hydroplaned and his brakes were shot, right? And he died uh, in the car and it was a fiery wreck. Hmm, okay, moving on. So, it's... Seems as though Anna's taking care of her elderly father. And now, by this point watching this movie, you should know he kind of has Alzheimer's disease. And by the way, when you were a kid, did you thought it was called old timers? Because, you know, we used to, I, I'm a Gen X, we used to call people that were the greatest generation um, old timers, you know, or baby boomers. Well, not maybe late baby boomer or early baby boomers. So. Anyway, there you go. So um, Anna, 
she's on a podcast called Tim Talks. And wait a minute. Did he just say illustrious podcast? That's my line. How dare they? Copyright infringement. That's my line, dude. Next thing you know, at the end of this, they're going to say, be kind and rewind. Anyway, let's move on. So um, this guy is, uh, uh, this podcast, this news outlet, I guess, it's it's an independent news journal. Uh, it's kind of purple. But nowadays, if you're purple, I should know this because I am, you're kind of more right because you kind of notice bullshit and you're like, yo, that doesn't add up. So, you know, we learned that Jeremiah doesn't like the right because of corruption, but he thinks that the blue are just completely insane. Yeah, I agree with that. If you're listening, I never like to talk politics because it's a lose-lose win. Either you're going to piss somebody off because you're right, and normally I am, or or you're going to get in an echo chamber, or you could lose your job. <laughs> I know from personal circumstance. <laughs> All right, so uh, she's talking. They're talking about the beloved Jeremy, and uh, uh, as a journalist, and apparently he put TED Talks on the map, you know. Uh, and prior to that, he was like a restaurant worker and just did whatever odd job he could. And then he quit everything and drove out there and interned for free and became like the biggest thing, you know. And then we play a highlight reel of kind of um, him trashing Hillary at the same time, Trump and Gaddafi. And he crushes Kamala Harris on immigration. Um, I don't know if you've watched the news recently, but this movie kind of predicted the future just a little bit. And uh, like I said, not going there. I'm just telling you what the movie's about, all right? If I lose subscribers, sorry. But if I gain some Patreons, thank you. So uh, also, they make a joke about... uh, Holocaust of grandmothers t-shirts which I thought was pretty funny I, I think that was like a line told like mad Karens or something I just thought it was funny so now we have a two days till launch right we cut back to Anna's blog and she's in tears she's got like the smeared mascara like you would see in some adult films I was trying to be funny I'm sorry if that hits home so uh, <laughs> hold on sip of wine for the working man Unofficially brought to you by Sterling Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon 2020. I know I should have waited another year, but hey, man, I got a good deal. So, uh, and now a laptop has been just delivered to her, right? And it's got instructions. And there's like a, she goes into the closet and she watches the instructions. And um, she thinks like, well, this is in case the laptop that she has or the or whatever may be bugged, right? Jeremiah, he lives. So uh, he messaged her, um, his message as as follows, I'm alive, uh, but where you are, we're all in danger. And he gives a very vague warning. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know, it was late, um, but I'm pretty sure that she just relays this. We don't actually hear his voice till later on in the film, right? So... Um, she also gets this camera. Now, this was kind of threw me about this movie is there's these like weird UFO drones and they kind of look cool. They, 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 they look very interesting. They kind of look like a, a dreidel with lights or something or no more like, 
you know your grandmother had those ashtrays and they had the little feet on the bottom? Imagine that, but spitting. Now the effect, I let me iterate to you. This movie was done for under $100,000 and they did a pretty good job. They didn't do like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, where most of the budget was spent on just promoting the movie. Um, the effects in this movie are very, very campy and very, very cheesy. That being said, I like very campy and very cheesy. As everyone knows, my favorite movies were made in the 80s. And sometimes it's just fun to go, ha, that's fake. Um, but this movie's kind of a mind fuck, so it kind of works in a way. There's there's one effect that I really think is ridiculous, and we'll get into that later. Um, but there's one effect that's really good, and it scared the shit out of me, too, because it was like 4.30 in the morning when we got to that part. I'll get into that later. So, I mean, for what it's worth, it's it's for dollar per dollar, they got their money's worth, I, I believe. It's edited very well, and it's shot very well. Uh, and actually, the acting is... A couple of guys too are really good in this. Um, we'll get we'll get into the people that are fantastic. So uh, when I saw this, I thought maybe it was like a camera that had like some filter where you get to see what's really going on. Because she looks out and right, and she sees like these drones, and they're outside, and they're just hovering ab above certain buildings, right? Now we also hear. Uh, the message that it's important that everyone thinks that I am dead. Go to my apartment and you need to grab the bag and my toilet tank and also my laptop, right? So, like I said, no one's really commenting. No one's in the streets pointing at these drones. So when I first saw this, I thought like maybe this camera has some kind of like weird truth filter on it or something. Or maybe it's just like, maybe they're fucking with her. You know, whoever's sending her this, kind of like a filter on, say, like Snapchat or uh, what did the kids use? Um, talk tick or something? Yeah, so something like that. Um, so, ugh. anyway, uh, now we have a speech by Hillary and she's super evil. It's a cut scene. And she's talking about, like, oh, this is really weird because I never heard this interview before but she says like you know people die and you know it helps the monarchy and that's kind of what we're going for you know i mean you could dig up any body and they just are bones but look at the gold that we have and you're like Urgh. it sounds like something chat gps would make up if you typed in evil bitch um no sorry evil disney villain politician and you just typed it in it, it seems like this is what would come out now i don't know if this is 100 real the source is a movie. It probably is because I do. I did have long conversations with this person and he said it was supposed to be like a weapon, a wake up weapon, but also a horror movie, but mixed together like stranger. Sorry. Um, reality is stranger than fiction kind of thing. And like, again, no politics necessary, but shit, if you hear this, it's like probably the most horrifying thing in the well till the end. So anyway, um, she says you need to break up my old computer, right, uh, to her dad. And her dad pulls an old boy. He's got a hammer and he just kind of like weakly hits it. And uh, she gets a phone call and there's quote unquote opportunity. So she's about to meet with uh, Mark Bruce. Now, Mark Bruce is probably the best character in here. He's such a scum. Think of Burke from Aliens, but slimier. 
and yeah, like that's exactly the way I, I would describe them, right? So um, they're going to do an interview with, uh, uh, she's going to do an interview with Mark Bruce, uh, um, but it's not like recorded. And he basically says, um, I want to do a, a book or a literary thing on on uh, your brother, and I'd like you to do the preface of it. I would I would like you to kind of like narrate the beginning of it. And she's all down. She's like, yeah, you know, anything to take my mind off his death. This would be great, you know. Uh, so he promotes her to like literary agent, right? Um, and then uh, they're talking back and forth, and he's like, I know about loss. My son shot himself last year. And uh, he accidentally says the word clit. I don't know if this was written down or it slipped in, but the word clit is in this movie. Just saying. And there's not really a lot of foul language in this movie. Um, I'm pretty sure it's rated R or unrated. Uh, I wouldn't let kids watch this movie. Then again, I was watching Jaws at the age of four and like Terminator by the age of six. So, you know, do what you do. Yeah, you know, I, I fell in love with RoboCop, Terminator, and Predator when I was before the age of eight. Let's put it that way. So let your kids watch what you want. Just tell them not to say clit in high school or junior high school or actually anywhere. Actually, nowadays, with all the pornography they give to children, you could probably say clit, I think. Anyway, moving on. By the way, doing an episode on censorship pretty soon, you're going to love it. I guarantee you do. You will, especially if you like this movie and you like my Jedi movie uh, review. Anyway, moving on. So, uh, you know, Anna, I'm not even bullshitting you, is going to meet with our villain, <laughs> AOC. <laughs> I fucking hate AOC. I don't even care what side of the... She is such a fucking annoying... Ooh, God, I hate her. Just every time she's in the news, I'm like, oh, we have to hear this vapid bitch speak. It doesn't even matter, like, politically. She's just a hateable person. You know when you see somebody and you just hate their face and their eyes have no soul behind it? Every time I see her. And it's like, you, the only reason why you got to where you are is because you're decent looking for... I'm I'm getting hot. I need a sip of wine. Getting hot. I'm sorry. So, um... Anyway, it's obviously not AOC, but it looks just like her, especially, you know. This girl actually is much better looking, and I actually would trust her to, you know, watch my children. You know, anyway. Um, so they have, like, an interview on, like, the phone or on Skype, and then you see the dad wandering around, and it's kind of, like, weird. The dad ruins a lot. I mean, not not for the movie, but the, the dad kind of, like, gives an awkwardness to the movie that kind of keeps it flowing, where it makes it... So it's kind of like a B-plot, if you will. It, it's every time... It's weird. Every time something bad's going to happen, the dad, like, walks in frame. Like, every time. Almost. For the most part, if you see the dad, you're like, uh-oh, canary in the coal mine, something fucked up's gonna happen. So anyway, she finally goes to Jeremy's apartment, right? And it's been broken into, and it's not been broken into where like the door's open. Someone hammered it, or they used a crowbar because we see actually the doorknob like popped out and it's at like a 25, 30 degree angle. So um, 
actually probably what they did, and I'm gonna teach you how to break into a house right now. If you guys know what channel locks are, the actual technical term is articulating pliers. And uh, they're like the plumber's best friend, right? They're those blue handled pliers, right? And what you could do is you put them on, never do this by the way, you put them on the door, and you squeeze and you could turn. Now that's if a turn knob. Now if it's one of the fancy ones with the, the finger click, what you do is you just squeeze so hard that'll pop. Because a locking mechanism actually probably only has about 50 pounds of pressure. That's why you never like keep your bottom door unlocked. That's why it's called like a, a um, an honest lock. Just deadbolt the fucker and get two of them, one at the top, one in the bottom. If your door opens inward, it's way harder to break in. And I would recommend if you're a homeowner, make sure your door opens outward. Almost impossible to uh, break into a door that opens outward because your, um, uh, your force is going against you instead of for you, right? Anyway, moving on. I just taught you how to break into a house. I'm not gonna teach you how to fence the material. I could, but I'd have to charge. That's on the uh, $20, uh, 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 perk limit on our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. So it's been broken into, right? So she goes in very patiently looking for his laptop and what's in the to uh, top of the toilet tank, which is a gun. Uh, at least we assume that, you know. And um, so she busts in and uh, uh, there's like a freaking owl in the apartment, which is odd. And uh, she's armed with this. Wait a minute. Did I lose something? Oh, no, Mark's, I apologize. Let me rewind a little bit. So uh, Mark's already in the apartment, and uh, he's holding the laptop underneath his uh, left arm, and she's like, uh, yeah, I just came to get his laptop, and the camera's kind of on it, and we see him kind of look down, noticing he's being filmed, and he goes, yeah, I was just looking for some material for, you know, uh, the project we're working on, you know, no big deal. Um, you know, it's good to see you. And the us as the viewers, like, you broke into a fucking house. It's pretty clear. You could have been smarter about it. And also, too, if he is working for some shadow agency, don't you think they would make him a key? Anyway, I'm not even going to... Spoiler alerts coming, but if I were to... I would have wrote it differently. I give This gives it intrigue. Actually, no, it actually gives it intrigue in a way that we actually trust characters later on in the movie. Anyway, uh... So she chases him down because she can't find the laptop. And she's like, uh, yo, can you roll on your window? Um, I think that's his PC. And he's like, no, no, this is mine. I walked in with it. Why'd you walk in with it? Oh, you know, just in case there were some notes I could take down. And she's like, uh. so you walked in with your PC, huh? And he's got like a, um, a bag, you know, like a computer bag. She goes, can you do me a favor? Can you just open your bag? Just. You know, I, I would just, it, it would make me feel better. And they're super PC about it where they're like, oh, 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 no, no. It's, it's, you know, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, oh I didn't mean to be a, f well, he's got his fucking, his laptop in the bag and they almost are identical. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm uh, so sorry. You know, um, here you go. I must slip my mind. Here's the thing, though. If I remember correctly, he doesn't have that bag on him when he exits. I could be wrong. Uh, it was late. But I don't think he does. Anyway, moving on. So um, when she busts him, she gets back, and there's an owl in the apartment. She's armed with a spatula. 
the owl has Jedi powers and it flies away with like red stuff. And she's like, whatevs. And then she looks out the window and there's more drones. Okay. So uh, now Jeremiah calls Anna, right? And their dad has no BS. <laughs> this is the greatest scene in the fucking movie. Oh, man. He's got a carrot taped to his nose. And he's got like, like cradle of filth makeup done if they were drunk. He looks like a juggalo. He like... It's so stupid. And he's like, I'm an owl, hoot hoot. And he's got no clothes on, right? You watch this movie just for this scene. He also has a fucking knife. And uh, yeah, he's claiming he's an owl, right? And then she interviews her dad. And I don't mean like on camera. Well, they are on camera, but you know, he's totally ashamed for himself. Uh, for himself and he's like, you know, I know I'm sick. And then he saw two owls and he said they were vampires. What? I know. So uh, anyway, there's a guy named Caesar Green, and uh, he's like this, like weird right wing conspiracy dude. He sends her an email, right? And he's part of a thing called like Truth Truth Wars. So this is some Alex Jones black helicopters, uh, you know, the Bohemian Grove. You know, he's he's their version of that, and he kind of looks like a combination between like a tweaker and Einstein. I guess Einstein kind of looked like a tweaker, right? A little bit. So, uh, anyway, sends her an email. And uh, uh, this movie at this point kind of jumps the shark on cue, right? They start talking about owls, UFOs, Jeffrey Epstein, right? Then we get to the point, it says launch day. And uh, she now has a burner phone. And she's writing things to the camera, knowing that she's being bugged, right? And... Uh, her hero is AOC gross and she makes like some veiled threats. They're not like threats. They're like, yeah, did you find anything of your brothers? Because you know, if you have, we kind of need those for a legal department before you do anything, we need to clear them. And it's again, a really politically correct veiled threat back and forth. Like, Oh yeah. If I find anything, I'll totally let you know. Totally. Thank you for getting on that for us. Oh, yeah, if I find anything, you'll be the first. And thank you so much, you know, because um, the legal department really doesn't like that. So, uh, AOC. Um, I think this, I think one of the problems with this movie, though, is AOC is written smarter than she actually is in real life. I'm going to stop shitting on her, I promise. Um, I know there's probably one person out of our 800 listeners that like AOC. Uh, so, anyway... I even have it written down here. Uh, AOC is better. <laughs> the purpose in playing AOC is, is much better. So then uh, Mark shows up, right? And then it says three hours left because she's going to get picked up at 12 midnight. All right. So now we see, uh, you know, Carl, uh, Colonel Larry comes on Truth Lords. This dude is the best actor in the movie. He's this uh, ex-colonel, um, just really, like, he... There's no tongue in cheek with him. There's no like even a little bit of funny. This dude is deadpan. So he comes on Truth Wars and he says he's marked for death. And um, you know, there's already been assassination attempts uh, on him or at least that he suspects. And they go into everything, man. They go into everything my dad loves to talk about on a daily basis with DMT, adrenochrome, Satanism, 
uh, rituals, all this stuff, right? And then three red owls fly in. What? All right. And then they abduct her dad? Okay. So Jeremiah then calls uh, Anna, right? And she gets uh, a firearm, right? And drones are in the sky like everywhere now. And we figure out like the aliens want blood apparently from virgins and children. And they think it's like how they either reproduce or they communicate or they use it as fuel or some kind of pathos. We're not really sure. And uh, they're saying like these aliens probably were before us. And, you know, they're not in hiding. They actually do control things. Their technology is so advanced, we just are totally oblivious to it. But once in a while, someone will wake up kind of thing, right? And uh, this colonel says that, oh, we've been operationing with them forever. And uh, we think we're doing the right thing because we're kind of keeping them at bay, kind of like sacrifices to the dragon, if you will. I mean, at least that's what I got from it. I mean, this movie is a low-budget suspense horror movie mystery. But it does have some moments that are very deep where you're like, hmm, okay, I see what you did there, movie. I guarantee if this had a zero behind it, if this is a million dollar movie, it it would have been fantastic. Uh, not that it's not, it's just, it's, it's good, it's good, just I'm saying for its budget, it's great. I think if it had a bigger budget, it would have been fantastic. Also too, it is very, very quiet. Like, there's not really a score to this movie, so it adds, like, kind of attention to it. But I think if it did have a score to it, because we all know music makes or breaks a movie, watch Jaws with the sound off. It's not that scary. Anyway, uh, that's just me. Um, anyway, so uh, Mike's already in the apartment. She pulls a gun on him, right? Uh, um, and, and a car pulls up to pick her up. And uh, we think this is the, you know, this is the one Jeremiah sent, right? Um, and he's explaining all the stuff that's going on like or at least trying to and he's driving out of there really quick and he's like i need to get you to a safe house i need to get you to a safe house and she's like what's going on he goes man you don't even know they use this blood to affect your soul they can they have powers right now to make you see things that aren't there your whole consciousness could be all fabricated they could have wiped you yesterday right it gets like like if you guys ever seen the movie pie kind of reminds me of that now at this point there is going to be spoilers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a Heaven's Heel song. I do own the rights to this YouTube, so go fuck yourself if you try to like flag this, okay? Um, I, If you guys don't know, I, I have a thousand year war with YouTube and Apple products. So I'm play this song that gives you a chance to pull over in your car and shut this off or whatnot. And then after that, Spoilers, okay? Love you, see you in a minute, hopefully. The Prophet by Heaven's Heels. Available now on all streaming devices.
Gunshot. What the fuck? So as the car with the gentleman that is explaining the plot to us and kind of summing things up pulls over, Jeremiah just fucking shoots him in the face. Blood goes all over the place, all over the uh, the windshield. And this is the coolest effect of the movie. 
Then he gets in the car and starts driving and he's like, it's almost done. I'm taking you to his safe house, you know, um, and she doesn't really seem to be that bothered by the murder. Uh, anyway, she's so happy to see him. That's probably why. That's that's kind of how I, I, I explained it to myself. And um, and he's going, you look, the good guys are going to win. The good guy. And the funny thing about that is my dad says that shit all the time after watching Q stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, we're the good guys. We're going to win. He starts talking about white hats and this and that. So anyway, um, she go, she gets dropped off to the safe house and then she watches like owl porn on a VHS. And anyway, all of a sudden when that happens, there's some dudes outside like wearing hoods. There's a few of them. So if you don't know, a few means three, several means seven, um, orgy means four. Uh, so um, except for instead of the movie, The Void, where there's like tons of them and they have triangles and whatever and they look hella culty, they just look like thugs like they just look like they have these black hoods on you know and then she runs into the bathroom you know and uh, uh she's locking the door and she gets a call from jeremiah and jeremiah's like it's over it's over it's great it's great like don't don't worry about it unlock the door unlock the door and then you could see you could hear him on the phone and outside i really like that shot because everyone's done that before but i've never seen it in a movie like ever and I thought that was really cool. I'm like, hey, that's a cool little thing that you don't really see in movies, like, at all. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie. So kudos for you for originality there, uh, Caviar. We're actually going to, I was always thinking too, throughout this whole movie, I'm like, cause I'm dyslexic, I mean, is it Carver or Cavalier or Caviar? But it, it's gonna make sense in a second. Like I said, man, there's going to be spoilers. That's why I gave you that long, awesome fucking song by Heaven's Heels known as Prophet. Um, so, um, anyway, the whole family, like, reunites. And, you know, they're all hugging and everything else. And then it goes to this, like, weird visual thing where there's it's, like, all white. And there's, like, a gurney. And Jeremiah's like, oh, no, 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 it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I don't know if she's, like, drugged or just such in fear or whatnot, but she succumbs to, like, being forced to this gurney. And there's, like, a doctor there. They're all wearing black robes. It's very, you know, Satanism kind of, like, uh, just theme to it. And we see political figures, and, and they're, like, it, they do an effect to make it seem like they're there where they're like blanking like Hillary's there and 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 like a bunch of other you know people are there I just mentioned Hillary Clinton because she's like whenever I see her I can't take my eyes off her because she looks like a leather face to me um, but more evil and uh, so she's on the gurney and they said they the doctor goes we gave her a pain amplifier so we could see like so it will cause more like it she'll feel more pain and then this is the brutal scene in the movie. So they give a, a cesarean section, but it's not a cesarean section. They cut or carve her pregnant belly like a um, like a like a pumpkin. And now we get infanticide, and y'all know I love infanticide in a movie because it's a big no-no. They pull out the baby, and they want to make sure it's in fear for the adrenochrome, which, by the way. 
all you Q guys, go fuck yourself. Adrenochrome actually comes from the movie Clockwork Orange, which can be a political movie if you actually think about it. It did predict a lot of stuff. And um, I even watched the credits. This is uh, the end of the movie. In hindsight, there's there's a few little subliminal messages out there, but um, that's the finale. Like I said, uh, if you want to see a movie that will shake you up a little bit, as long as you can get over, because I will say the first part is until we see Jeremiah's kind of like uh, his um, confessional, his tape, and it's shot really well too, because he's against a white wall and there's two like bushes and he's right in the middle. And it's kind of like symbolic, or at least I got this, symbolic of a triangle. I'm like really weird when it comes to yonic, phallic, and triangle imagery. Um, I don't even know if they meant to do that, but they probably did. One would think. And uh, yeah, so it is a very, that's what really got me into the movie. You know, at first I'm like, is this just like another found footage movie of a murderer, you know? But it just goes off the fucking rails and quick, you know? It seems like whoever wrote this, well, Mr. King, uh, it seems like he was writing this movie and then he like actually took some D&T or some, some nice psilocybin and goes, dude, act one is just going to be the beginning. Act two is where it gets fucking crazy. The other weird thing about this movie is its color scheme. Like it's very childish about how they do like the colors and the graphics. Like they're all yellow and like, like fuchsia and teal blue and like there's birthday cakes which you don't get till you get to see the birthday scene and everything else and um i do have one minor complaint about this movie and it's not even a complaint it's just if i was writing it and if anyone knows me you know i've i've written three scripts that obviously went nowhere i was i was a teenager and i've written um not only like this bullshit podcast but i've i've written a lot of stuff uh short stories i fucking played dungeons and dragons for 29 years and wrote three hours with the music i actually kept but probably 10 hours of music that i haven't and uh, i was one of those like goth kids that wrote like poetry slam here's what i mean i'm not trying to tell my credentials i thought the twist ending was going to be it was jeremiah's seed that got her pregnant and Oh, that would have been great. Probably because I just watched Old Boy too. Um, hence my mention of it earlier. This isn't the case, but they actually don't say if it is or not because there's a scene where when she's talking to her father, her being Anna, um, is talking to her father and uh, he's rubbing her belly and, and uh, he's like, is it a boy or a girl? And she's like, does it matter? You know, kind of thing. And she goes, so you're married now. I noticed this in the beginning. They show her left hand early on, and I think they did that on purpose. So you notice there is no engagement nor wedding ring. And she goes, well, I wish I was. She also compliments Jeremiah as being her favorite person in the world. So I really wouldn't doubt it if maybe that was edited out because the movie's so heavy anyway. But I thought that the twist ending was going to be it was Jeremiah's kid. Now, maybe it is. I don't know. They never answer that question, but it is on the table. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Mr. King will release a uh, uh, a director's cut or 
Maybe he'll have like commentary. That would be a good idea. If you're Mr. King, if you're listening, make a um, a commentary version of this. Like, uh, uh, you know, where DVDs used to do this and uh, you, you could have like the director's commentary. Um, I would I would actually prefer that over what we got just because I really love like if you guys ever seen Fight Club, it's a great movie. See Fight Club with uh, the um, with the uh, 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 director's commentary over it. I love it when DVDs do that. Now they're not going to be around for a minute. Uh, my, I'm, I'm having an episode on censorship and we're going to, we're going to discuss that. But, um, all in all for a budget under $10,000, I'm going to certify this evergreen fresh at 72%. And you know how harsh I am at movies. I think 72 is fair. Um, I think if it had a bigger budget and a score, I probably would have gave this like an 82. Uh, but yeah, it is a must-see, especially for two, $2. Definitely a must-see. I, th- I think 72 is a very fair uh, uh, roll on this. Um, if this takes off and Mr. King does some, writes and directs some more movies, I would love to see how this progresses. As we know, people's first films um, usually are, you know, kind of like a, uh, a pancake. Now we say this, your first pancake is, um, never the best. And your last pancake, you're fucking sick of them. It's that middle work. That's so good. Now let's put this in retrospect. I gave a movie that had a little bit more than this. And that's Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. I give that a 14%. So grade this on a curve. Um, if you have the money to spend and you're going to see the new Winnie the Pooh movie or you're going to see Cocaine Bear, this beats this by over 30 points. So there you go. Uh, now, also, too, the title, isn't it brilliant? Caviar? Because at the end, you know, when you could open a fish, if you ever go fishing, you could eat the eggs right out and it's the freshest caviar you'll ever get. And I think that's kind of I'm, I'm assuming that's why it's called that. Brilliant title, great premise, uh, a good, good shooting, story, dialogue, mm, characters. Only a few of them to me were likable. Some of them were kind of annoying. Uh, I wish the plot twist that I just mentioned at the end was better. But for $2, I don't think you can go wrong at all. Let's put it this way. It's better than anything the Marvel Universe has done in the past eight years. Besides Logan, that's why I mentioned that. All right, from all of us here at the Knife Party Podcast, remember, be kind, rewind, patreon.com slash knifepartypod. Remember, for only $1, you could join the party. Get all episodes uh, ad-free as far as it is insertions. And uh, you still got to hear my live reads, though. And also, I'm going to put Slamrock Radios up there very soon. So uh, you're going to get three episodes a week instead of two. Uh, Shout out to Mr. King uh, for giving me the exclusive on this. I'm fucking so honored that I'm the first one to actually review a movie. And this is not some college kid movie. This is a for real on Amazon movie. Like you could, you should be watching it right now. And uh, thank you. So I'm going to try to get them on the show. We'll see. Uh, Probably not. I mean, you know, they're busy promoting a fucking movie and everything. Um, So with that, I think I have to return some videotapes. Love you. Bye. Oh yeah, don't cancel me again, bro.